two of Scott Survive Survivor. My name is Brandon Weber, and happy Survivor 41 premiere week to everybody out there. Yeah. Um, Scott is with me, of course, and we Hello. talked in our first ever episode about how many episodes there are in this show, and it was 540 at the time. After tomorrow night, that number increases to 541, and we're on episode 16, so we're making good progress. Wow, that is incredible. We will have to go back and re-record our first episode to keep the information accurate. Yeah, do you think every time, every Wednesday after the episode, <laughs> I need to record myself saying, or I guess we need to record you saying as you're looking it up uh, on Google, 541 <laughs> yeah. episodes, yeah. 542 yeah. episodes. We've got a lot of Survivor crazies fans, you know, real super fans of Survivor who are going to be correcting us each week if we do, don't get that number exactly right. So I think it's worthy. It's a worthy endeavor. The people who are finding our first episode for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of them. They're going to be like, what did this person look it up on? It's like, it's yeah. not the right number. It's completely inaccurate. Yeah. Um, but that is okay. We will proceed with season two. Um, don't don't even turn on CBS on on Wednesdays for the next few months, Scott, because don't want you getting spoiled on any anything new. I don't even know how to turn CBS on. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> uh, I guess on Paramount Plus they might have the episodes up immediately. So just keep oh. doing what you're doing and just go straight to season two every time you go on. It'll be easy. Even the people in this season that I've been watching are still strangers to me, so I'm sure I will not remember any faces or names that I could possibly see on the front page of Paramount+. Plus. All right. Well, sounds good. Yeah, I am I was hoping out of this episode that maybe you've gotten to know some of these characters of Season 2 a little bit more, but it sounds like that's still not quite the case as it was in Season 1, but maybe we're getting there. We're getting there. There's definitely a couple more names that I'll be able to remember and put with their faces. But yeah, a long way to go, I would say. Okay. Well, a long way to go for this season for us and a long way to go for the survivors. We're going to open up on day four on Kucha. And we're going to start with Mike uh, getting up early and making rice without really asking anybody on the tribe. Yeah. He just made breakfast for everybody, and then they made a huge deal about how that's a huge decision that everyone needs to talk over. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Jeff in particular and Alicia are, like, Jeff is saying, like, I'm not even hungry for food right now, and Alicia's like, you need to talk about this with the whole tribe, and then they don't even like it because it's just really, it seems like both tribes are having a lot of trouble making quality rice. Yeah. Um, I can't relate with these tribes at all. I feel like I've had so many different types of rice and it's all just been rice to me. I haven't gone, oh yeah, this is some real gourmet rice. You know, maybe they are just used to having salt in their rice, but I also can't relate to being angry at someone for making breakfast for me in the morning. Like I hadn't decided I was hungry and you made breakfast for all of us. How dare you? Yeah, on the surface, it does seem like Mike is just trying to be nice to the tribe, but I wonder how much it, of it was that he just is hungry himself and wants to like <laughs> put up that front, because he talks a lot about food 
in this episode and the first episode. He talks about how he is a student of nutrition. Um, That's Scott, right. What does what a student of nutrition mean to you? Uh, that means a software dev to me, Brandon. <laughs> okay, <laughs> interesting. So he is completely accurate in his uh, saying that about himself. To me, it sounds it, it, it's like I eat food. That's what I hear when I hear student <laughs> of nutrition. Um, and Kimmy says that uh, about the food, we love you, Mike, but you're not qualified. And that's just such a low blow. Yeah. Um, at least she said that she loves or they love him. So maybe he has confidence in his position because of that. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous to complain that much about how rice is cooked. It's it's rice. It's not going to taste that great no matter what. You and Colby <laughs> share that. Uh, I think Colby talks <laughs> yeah. about this later in the episode. It. I mean, it looks like rice on the screen. I'm. I'm. I would eat that and be fine with it. Especially if you're in the wilderness and you're barely getting by. You know, like it's something. It's edible. Yeah. I really feel like so far in this season i've seen these survivors just be way more willing to turn on each other for really small things and make a big deal out of little things like i don't know if they saw season one and they're like well there's drama here so we got to play up some drama or or something but sometimes i'm just like guys this is this is such a small deal in the first season they were like there's people slacking when we should be building and working on surviving in this, they're like, mm, the rice is slightly overcooked and I don't like it very much. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll get a different kind of, uh, maybe a, a different kind of little thing or big thing, depending on your perspective, uh, that people are going to get annoyed by on Ogacore in a little oh, yeah. bit. Uh, and we're going to start with the subject of a lot of this episode. Uh, Kel is going to try to go fishing. Um, <laughs> but... Mitchell, I think, says that he doesn't think uh, he doesn't think there's any fish in this water, but uh, we do see B-roll of fish in the yeah, water. Yeah, just immediately after, while he's saying that, like, I guess it's while he's making that statement that there's no fish out here. I don't think there's a single fish in all of Australia, and yep. then just fish swimming around like an aquarium. Yeah, and I think uh, they're gonna catch fish later on um, on Kucha, right? I think um, isn't Mike gonna bring bring home some fish? So there are definitely That's fish. Right, yeah. There, there are definitely fish in there to be, to be fished for. So yeah. Um, but the rest of them are gonna just have a chill day in the pool, the whirlpool. I think they said. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's actually a whirlpool or just a small body of water. It, it just seemed like a, a. I don't think it was a whirlpool. No. Yeah. Um. But that scene, to me, totally harkened back to the mud volcano scene. It's just a bunch of people having a fun time and they're playing funny music over it. It's a little over the top and they're just having, a, it, it looks like a bunch of kids in a kiddie pool is what it looked like to me. Yep. And Colby also takes a little jab at Kel's fishing and says- Kel's done a little bit of fishing, which just, I mean, come on. The guy couldn't fish a rubber ducky out of a bathtub. Ooh. Did you like that one? It's, I mean, probably not accurate. It's not that hard. I've done it before. And I'm yeah. not a fisherman either. Yeah. Um, so Kel, I mean, but Kel's doing his best. He's working. Like, he's trying to get them food. It's, again, kind of like that that idea of Mike's cooking breakfast for Kucha and they're mad at him. Kel's trying to catch fish. He's he's kind of like the 
the Sean here with the super pole, he's like building a contraption with like the twine and the tying it to a rock and trying to fish. Yeah. And they're just like, well, you suck at fishing. It's like, well, maybe you guys would be good at it if you tried. Yeah, that is interesting. Kel, while his methods didn't seem to pay off that well, it really did seem like he went in with a plan and he wasn't. He seemed to me more put together than Sean with the super pole. And he was, he like actually had a strategy to get fish. And yeah, you're right. People were just berating him for that. Like, how dare you be bad at fishing? Get out of here, Cal. Or Cal. Or Cal. <laughs> get yeah. off of our island. Not island. That's a slip up. Oopsie. Yeah. No, no <laughs> island anymore. I off of our out of our camp um, right. and at least Kel is acknowledging that his method isn't the ideal like he's acknowledging that he's trying to work with what he has where Sean maybe somewhat tongue in cheek was talking about how great his super pole was <laughs> and how amazing it was going to do at catching fish yeah yeah but people I feel like people gave Sean even less crap though Maybe. Maybe it's been too long, but Sean was way goofier about it. He was, like, making a joke out of the whole thing, essentially. Susan gave him a good amount of crap. That's true. Yeah. But she also gave everyone crap for everything. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, fishing prospects not looking too great for Ogacore. Uh, but we're going to get a reward challenge. They're going to get tree mail. And uh, we talked about the tribal council on the waterfall and jumping off when they get voted out. So how was this experience that they're going to have to jump off something for this challenge? It was so exciting. Uh, and it was a really high cliff too. It almost made me wish they could have put tribal council on that cliff and they could have jumped off into the water. Maybe still very dangerous to do at night, but I don't know. It was awesome to see that though. Such a cool challenge. Yeah, it's so simple because you just have to get down and then push the crate to like your final like final finish line uh but the the visuals of the people jumping off and falling for what seems like several seconds oh my gosh it seems so far yeah um and we're gonna get a lot from roger here because he's not the best swimmer and he basically just learned to swim or tread water before he came out there and, and he also has a fear of heights. This is like his worst nightmare. Yeah, I totally related to Roger here. I I can swim and I'm not afraid of water, but uh, I can totally relate to that pressure of like, my team is relying on me to jump off of this incredible height. And I just don't know if I can make myself do it. I felt for him, uh, but he did such a good job anyway. It didn't even really look like he, when it came down to it, he really hesitated. He was ready to go. And he was the last to go, if I'm not mistaken. I think he might have been second to last. I think they wanted somebody up there with him to like mm. maybe they could push him if he weren't <laughs> if he weren't going. I don't know. I think Kimmy is left up there with him at the end. Well, maybe that's what happened then. She just gave him a push and it looked like he fearlessly jumped into the water without hesitation. Or maybe he just wanted to get away. <laughs> oh my gosh. We don't True. know. We don't know. We don't <laughs> yeah. Know. Uh, so I I haven't actually seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which I think is like this challenge is based on something from that movie. I'm guessing, and then yeah, didn't he call that that was the name of the challenge, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was confusing to me. Yeah, I've not seen that. Um, sorry, everybody, I, I don't I don't get the get the reference, but 
the That's music next podcast. The music was cool, and I think this is the first episode that is not on like Hulu or any platform other than CBS owned stuff because of the licensed music that they used. Oh, wait, was that licensed music? Was that music from that movie? I'm guessing. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it, but I'm guessing that it's from that because this episode is the first one missing from like Hulu. You know, I hate to disagree with you, Brandon, but I didn't like the music in this scene. I didn't think it matched it at all. Interesting. And and it pr- clearly provided legal issues down the road. So maybe they just should have stuck with just like 90s techno, like a lot of the other challenges. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe if you've seen the movie or maybe if I've seen the movie, it would even make more sense. So yeah. I, I don't know. But Roger hesitates a little bit, but really Ogacor is just going to beat them anyway. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty far ahead. And it was not Roger's fault, no, I would say. not at all. I think... Um, somebody early on like swam very slowly it might have been jeff uh was pretty slow swimming to the crate so i definitely mm-hmm. don't think it was roger's fault um and ogacor is gonna win and it's their second challenge win in a row because they won immunity in episode one mm. and they're gonna win blankets which are in the crate uh which was interesting to me because the crate's been like in the water and being pushed through the water i wonder if the blankets were <laughs> fully dry Jeff Probst brought out like a washer dryer and just ran it through before they used them. Oh, maybe. Yeah, little known fact yeah. about this Little episode. known fact. Yeah. It's a little trivia for you guys. Yeah. Um, so Ogacor is on a roll, but they still are struggling to sleep, even though they've just won blankets and they're talking about how hopefully they'll help them sleep well. But pretty much no nobody has slept well. They're talking the morning of day five about how poorly they're all sleeping. Um, and then there's food issues over here, like we were talking about. Uh, Tina says Keith's rice tastes like glue. Um, and Jerry is, like, going to take matters into her own hands and try to make tortillas. And this actually goes very well. Yeah. How? What did she make it out of? I think they had, like, flour and water, and that was basically it. Oh, yeah. I, that, anybody could do that. I don't. I don't understand how uh, the rice takes tasting like glue is Mike's fault. I mean, Keith's fault. Keith's fault. Yeah. Oh, so both tribes are struggling with the uh, rice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how it's anybody's fault. That they don't have any seasonings. They just have the rice. It's not their fault if the rice has a certain flavor to it. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe maybe there's too much water being added or it's on there for too long or something that could make it taste like that. But, I mean, I kind of agree. Like, they're they're really dealing with very little here, and so it's going to be tough to... And Keith points this out at Tribal Council. He's like, we really don't have many resources. We're doing what we can with what we right. have. Um, but, I mean, to Jerry's credit, she... It seems like the people respond better to her meal than Keith's. Yeah, and I want to roll back what I just said uh, about it being easy to make a tortilla, that I could do that with just flour and water. I definitely couldn't. And it's very, it actually is very impressive that she made a tortilla and it actually like turned out like what a tortilla should look like. It looked like a tortilla that you it would did. like get at a, at a store or whatever. It looked good. They've almost got all the ingredients for a burrito. If they put uh, their yeah. heads together, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe some of Kel's uh, secret uh, ingredients 
Yeah, maybe. I'll get to. <laughs> maybe some beef jerky tortilla uh, burritos. Yeah, that'd be great. Jerry doesn't think that Keith's complimenting her is genuine. He thinks, or she thinks that he is just trying to, like, be nice uh, because they've kind of been at odds with each other. But I think he seems pretty genuine to me and even, like, talks about her at the travel council. Either way, is that such a bad thing to, like, try to make nice with somebody? I don't... These people are so petty. I'm really struggling to like them. I hope that changes. Interesting, yeah. I They definitely are... They have more pettiness about these little things than season one cast did. I'll, I'll say that, at least <laughs> up to this point. Yeah, like, yeah, he's being kind, but is he being kind for the reason he says he's being kind i don't think so i it's just come on right uh we're gonna go back to kucha and mike talks about how he thinks he just needs to catch some food uh in the tribal phase and then he'll like automatically make the merger and he's gonna be successful and catch some fish and it looks i mean i don't think we caught fish this early in season one, and we Mm -hmm. had ocean in season one so this is pretty good for mike i would say yeah mike really is coming across as like to me a richard with like actual like likable leadership qualities i kind of regret regret my kimmy pick already because mike is coming out here he's he's delivering he's getting those fish he's bringing them in and then when people are calling him the leader he's like yeah i don't really see myself as that i don't really want to be that i don't want to be in this limelight which is that's like leader 101 no leader wants to be a leader they just are yeah i think this is what we talked about with greg um on the uh on the yeah the gong tribe in season one when gretch called greg a secret leader yeah kind of turns out he was not yeah <laughs> really yeah. he's just kind of a goofball behind the scenes yeah but jeff is talking about how when mike catches a fish there are trumpets that blare and angels that sing and everybody i think he says everybody has to like hold hold mike's hand and congratulate him for catching the fish Mm. and then mike's gonna pray uh for this food that he caught and i'm gonna read his prayer all all the way because i think it's i think it's so funny uh he goes like this dear god you know I said a lot of prayers today and you answered them with fish for us and I'm so happy to be able to provide fish for the troops. I know that this could easily get turned around in some way to make me be the leader of the tribe, but this meal is from the bottom of my heart. It makes me so happy to be able to provide for everybody here, so thanks for that. Interesting. I did not realize that's what he said in that prayer. I don't want to judge. That's dangerous territory, I think. But it does seem uh, a little self-centered. <laughs> yeah, I. Love... It seems like he's just saying a message to all of his uh, fellow survivors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you feel that way because that's why I, I just think this scene is so funny. And then uh, Kimmy says, "Mike thanked God for making him the leader of the tribe." <laughs> I don't know when he was anointed. <laughs> Which is kind of the opposite of what he did anyway, so. Sort of. He 
said his words were like i don't want to be the leader but even bringing it up in his prayer might be uh, a reason why kimmy would think that he's thanking god for making him the leader so. yeah he is talking about for someone who doesn't want to be the leader he's talking about being the leader an awful lot yeah, yeah i kind of agree with her here yeah and alicia says there are already people that want to vote mike out if they Ooh. have to go to tribal council so maybe it is a good thing that you didn't pick mike yeah uh but they do not have to go to tribal this episode so we will not uh we do not find out who the next person on the kucha chopping block is yeah yeah i i i'm still rooting for kimmy i don't want to but she's still my pick <laughs> yeah um, and now we're going to go back to Ogacore and get pretty much the centerpiece of this episode where we start with Marilyn, who I love whenever Marilyn says anything on the screen. She's great. Um, she and- really is great. And it, it, in this episode, it really made me uh, not mourn the loss of Deb so much. Marilyn just really just seemed like a Deb counterpart and like she'll really steal a lot of the the screen and the the show in this season yeah and i think a a large percentage of my love for marilyn in in this episode is that she calls kel cal every single time (laughs) she spells it cal when she votes for him spoiler alert at the tribal council and she just doesn't know she just really doesn't know his name it's not an accent thing it's that she actually doesn't know his name is kel not cal yep it's amazing yeah, but she's going to say that Jerry um, saw Cal chewing a brown substance that looked like beef jerky. And Mitchell and Amber are like kind of corroborating this story that Amber saw him chewing on something. And Mitchell, I think, just believes uh, Jerry implicitly. And Tina says, He had beef jerky. <laughs> and chewing. Dead. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is like. This, we just watched a rumor spread, essentially. Someone saw someone chewing something. Could have been anything, really. And now people are just like, oh, I saw him chewing something, too. And now it's going around that he's been eating beef jerky, which has to be one of the hardest things to identify from a distance, by the way. I would go for chocolate first before beef jerky if I had to guess someone eating a brown substance from far away. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is one of... This is a great mystery of this episode is how would he have gotten beef jerky there? What like what was his method if he had it? Did he have it? And did did anybody ever find out whether he did or not for sure? Like he's probably the only one who actually knows what whether he had it or not. Yeah. Did Kel like just like duck behind a bush and like take down a kangaroo and like dehydrate the meat and like, you know, flatten it out and leave that there for days? Like what do they think he did? Is there is it a possibility? And I don't Google stuff based on the show, but is there a possibility that he has the actor actor? He's just Kel. What am I talking about? That Kel has made statements after his departure from the show about whether or not it actually was beef jerky. Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, he's never said that he had it i think he has said that he didn't have it um but i think jerry to this day maintains that she thinks (laughs) that he had it so uh, that's kind of funny like being in the survivor 
sphere, I kind of am familiar with like any updates to, the, to stories That's like amazing. this one. So I'm I'm actually very surprised that you know that off the top of your head. Yeah, she maintains that he had it. So, well, um, I will say I'll make a stance on this. Uh, and I don't have every. I don't. I, we don't have all the angles. We don't have everyone's like stories. But I kind of believe Cal. I think he probably did not actually have beef jerky. All right. Well, that's <laughs> one for team team Cal. Uh, so one for team Cal. Yeah. Uh, so they're gonna look through his bag to see if there's any there. But I mean, if Cal had, if Cal, if Cal had beef jerky, there's no way any of it's gonna be still in his bag around camp, right? Yeah. He would keep that buried somewhere, I don't know, just somewhere where people can't find it. But what a, an act of such distrust among your tribe mates. Cal should have, or Cal should have voted all of them off the island and gotten new teammates. I can't, like, that's so crazy. They This is the second episode of the show and they're already like searching each other's things. Ah, he's got beef jerky in there. Also, can I say something that may, might be controversial? Who cares if he has beef jerky? It's beef jerky. <laughs> it's there's like not there's not nutritious really. I guess there's some protein in there. It's it's not really good for you. It's it's is it is it going to give him a huge advantage on the show? I I doubt it. Well, clearly not, because <laughs> he got voted <laughs> yeah. out immediately. I feel like you would care more later in the game when you've been hungry for longer. This is you've been there for like four and a half days. Yeah. This is going to be such an interesting season if they're already turning on each other like this. This is like we didn't see this level of like like watching your back and like backstabbery until like the last two or three episodes of Survivor season 1. And it's just right out the gate these people are they're going mad. Yes. And if you're if you're Kel or Cal, mm -hmm. uh if you have beef jerky, man, save that stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. You've got tortillas and pasty rice. Like, wait a bit on the beef jerky. Yeah, and later in the show, if you're snacking on some beef jerky and someone sees you from afar, they're gonna assume it's a mirage or they're they're having hallucinations because they've been out in the hot sun for like 35 days. Yeah, it's bad strategy. Yeah. <laughs> if he actually was eating beef jerky this early. Yeah. So he e overhears them talking about like the potential for him to have had this and he says that he was chewing on a blade of grass and he like smushed it up in his jaw and so that's why I guess it was like more dark or brown um, and he says that he finds it comical that they would think that he would you know be eating beef jerky um, and I think the most telling part of this for me because I'm on team Kel somehow found a way to have beef jerky <laughs> there. Are you? <laughs> because he's like, I was gonna talk about this later, but I guess I'll bring it up now. You guys can use my razor blades if you want. Like, would that be cool uh, to shave your, like the ladies were talking about shaving their legs oh. and the guys are getting all like scruffy. And so he's like, yeah, I've got extra razor blades, like use those. And that to me signals his guilt because he's trying to bribe people now right oh that's a good point so i don't think 
we'll probably never know unless one of us somehow befriends Cal Gleason in real life. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no telling whether this happened, but that's that's my stance, and I really have no idea though. I wonder if he, after he left the show, if he like struggled to like walk around in a public forum and like not have someone come out and like offer him some beef jerky. I it's bet. Like, hey man, you want some? Want some Slim Jim? I bet that's true. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> funny. Uh, Marilyn doesn't like that they searched his bag, which I also agree with that. I think it's you, messed up. You talk about it directly with the person instead of like trying to find it behind their back. And she tells them that they should apologize, and Jerry's basically like, nope, we're not doing that. Yeah. Well, that's not surprising to me. These people are so petty. I will be so surprised if I hear a single sorry from anyone except for Marilyn or Roger. If anyone else says sorry, I will be so happy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And Marilyn has another great quote here where she says, Four days, things are... Heating up at our encampment. And she's just, I don't know, <laughs> just calling it an encampment, and just the way that she says this line. I just love everything that she's bringing to the table in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of was thinking when this whole scene played out that Kel really d- did not, if, if uh, Ogakor was on the chopping block, I kind of had a good feeling Kel would be kicked off just because he was not even fully because of the beef jerky thing part i I would say partly because of that but he was he separated himself from the tribe and went off and did his own thing and that let these crazy ideas like stir up or not crazy ideas stir up and and then he then he comes and visits and he's like hey what's up guys ah no it's just grass i want to use my razor blades and then he just kind of leaves again it's i don't know it's such a bad strategy you got to integrate and become one of everybody so it's way less equal or easy for them to just say all right all right one of us is not like the others it's Kel get rid of him yeah completely agree um he talks about this that he like just didn't fit in with this group and but he didn't really he says he tried and I, I believe he tried in the ways that he knew how but he did other himself by being separate all the time like yeah they're getting closer hanging out and then they now they have this common enemy basically that they're yeah. all latching onto, and he just can't be a part of it because he's the target yeah i feel for kel when he's like yeah i don't really fit in so i didn't think i really would hear but at least try at least just sit around with them if they're sitting around and right. like you know just don't go off on your own and chew grass or whatever you're doing right yep uh so that's gonna be a talking point for the rest of the episode Uh, But we're going to take a quick uh, break for the immunity challenge where, yeah, Kucha is going to get mail and it's going to be something involving eating, which is uh, mirroring episode two of Survivor season one, where they're going to have this eating challenge where basically it's a test for, you know, are all of your tribe members willing to do anything really for the for the betterment of the tribe and so i i really like this challenge because it involves everyone and it puts everybody on center stage for a little bit yeah that's so true they can't just elect somebody until like the last part but yeah everyone gets equal spotlight even at the last part they're getting elected by the other tribe that's true yeah yeah 
Um, so everybody's going to have to eat. Uh, I think Mike gets to eat twice because Kucha is one tri member down, and Mike's going to eat anything. So uh, no worries that Mike's going to eat the food here. But the talking point here is that Kimmy is vegetarian, and she doesn't eat anything land-dwelling uh, land animals. And she's made it very clear that she's not willing to bend on that for this challenge for her team. Right. Which Alicia's not happy about. Kimmy's not going to compromise her morals, but coming into a game like this, you can't come in with a whole list of things you're not going to do and you're not going to eat because you're not helping your tribe. You're not helping your team morale. Yeah. I feel like even though we didn't see really any ripple effects from that in this episode, I feel like down the line that could be brought up at like a tribal council. Like, Kimmy's not even supporting her team, man. She didn't even care if we lost this challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she really gets lucky here with what is going to happen um, at the end of this challenge. So they're going to basically have a wheel, and each each section of the wheel is going to have a different food item, most of which are aboriginal food, I think they, uh, Jeff talks about. Oh. But... Some of them are like an apple slice or a candy bar, which it looked like a Snickers to me. Yeah, it did look like a Snickers, but no <laughs> pro no official product placement from the from Snickers. I would just like to applaud CBS and Survivor for putting an interesting spin on last season's eating challenge. Nice, that was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Practicing those dad jokes. Uh, so. Basically, two contestants at a time are going to be up there. They're going to spin the wheel, and wherever it lands, each contestant is going to have a certain amount of time to eat it. And uh, Marilyn, who I think now is known as Mad Dog at this point in the episode, somebody says <laughs> calls her Mad Dog when she takes out her teeth before eating her mangrove worm. Oh, yeah. Let's call her Mad Dog. That's awesome. Yeah. And we don't that nothing really happens in that first round other than Mad Dog and Mike eat the food, but then Kimmy is going to be up next. Mm -hmm. And so the drama is, is she going to get something that she can eat? And mm. the answer is cow brain uh, yeah. does not fit the parameters that Kimmy can eat. So she doesn't try. She just... She says no. She says yeah. she can't do it, walks away. Uh, Keith wants more, uh, but... He, he doesn't have any trouble with the cow brain that he eats, and so Ogacor is going to take the early lead. And then Kel uh, gets to eat an apple slice, which I thought was really funny. If he's like, already eating beef jerky, and now he gets to eat an apple slice, he's just loving life. Yeah. I don't believe he's eating beef jerky, though, so I don't agree with that part of that statement. <laughs> um. And then it's pretty uneventful for most of the rest of the challenge. I think uh, who gets the candy bar? Colby and Roger. So that's pretty mm -hmm. nice for them. Um, you know, I feel really bad for the grubs on the uh, the wheel because they probably got dizzy after all those those <laughs> rounds. That's true. They they were up there for like five or six rounds before they get eaten. Yeah. Poor guys. Yeah. Um, I actually think the grasshopper, I don't know if it's a grasshopper or a cricket, like I think that would actually be pretty good, like of these things here. I think it probably has a lot of nutritional value compared to some of the other stuff that's up there. Well, it's nice and crunchy and I've heard it's a little easier to eat the nice and crunchy things. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, so that was nice. 
But then we're going to have the final round where all Tina has to do is eat the thing and Ogakor will win 8 mm. to 7 because Kimmy didn't eat the brain. And they're going to get tripe. Um, and Mike downs it right away, but yep. Tina can't stomach it and throws it up. And so the score is going to be tied. Yeah. I At the beginning of this challenge, I was like, someone's definitely going to throw up at some point for this one. It was Tina. It was Tina. Yeah. Uh, poor Tina. She's just crushed by this. And then she has to be the person who gets picked by Kucha to do the final round, of course. Yeah. She has to immediately eat something that, in my opinion, is way grosser anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think tripe is, like, a legitimate thing that, like, it is in, a, a you know, a lot of dishes around the world. I don't oh. know how much mangrove worm is actually eaten, but I've heard of tripe as, like, a food item. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, but Kimmy can eat the worm. So very exciting for Kimmy that she can help the tribe now. I like to think that she just made this decision in her diet at this moment. She's like, no, actually, I can eat worms as a vegetarian. Yeah, she did say she can't eat land-dwelling animals. Um, and I don't, maybe worms aren't land-dwelling animals, but to me, they would seem to fit that description. Maybe they can dwell in the land, just not on it. Hmm. Yeah. So if there was like a mole on on display here, she would have been able to dig in there as well. Yeah. Uh, so she is going to be able to eat it, and she eats it faster than Tina. And now Tina is even more crushed than she was before. And she really looks like she could be the one to go if they're going based on oh, yeah. this challenge. Yeah, definitely. But at the same time, I think at least I'm hoping her team saw that like she really did try very hard. And it was just hard for her to keep it down. Like, she clearly had trouble eating disgusting stuff and, like, getting her mind over matter and, like, just being able to stomach it. But she still, like, tried really hard. She threw up and she then she kept going. I mean, you got to give her credit for that. I have to say, Kimmy eating that worm was possibly the grossest thing I've seen on all of Survivor so far. Just truly disgusting seeing her open her mouth and it's just, like, black inside just like worm guts all over the walls it's just oh yeah truly disgusting um good for kimmy but oh my gosh why yeah why yeah (laughs) um don't don't give us that close-up next time please no uh no we could have done without that one um and to talk more about tina they're probably not gonna have to eat anything like this is like they saw season one this is the eating challenge it's over as mm-hmm. long as you have another target like you don't have to vote tina out here she's a part of your tribe and she's gonna do well presumably at other challenges so yeah um she just you know failed in this one but they have kel and keith who are on thin ice also so i don't think yeah. it's very hard for them to choose a different person yeah tina may have failed the challenge but keith made some bad rice so get rid of him yeah um and Keith knows that he's a potential option here. We're going to be back on Ogacore on day six. And Mitchell says something similar. He says uh, Keith is close to going because of his, just the way he talks to them and the and the poor cooking um, that he has. <laughs> Even though he's a professional chef, he's having a rough go of it. 
and Colby talks about Jerry causes friction with the tribe as well because of um, her being unforgiving, uh, which, yeah, she's definitely clashing with Keith, but I feel like most of them are on her side in that little spat. Yeah. Kel talks about his vote is going to go to Jerry because he promised Marilyn that he would vote for Jerry, and so he's going to stick to his word. So another point in favor of your opinion that he's very loyal, He's he seems very honorable, and that he's not a fan of lying. So yeah. he might not be lying about the beef jerky. Yeah, and Marilyn voted for him anyway, or voted for someone named Cal. It's like... Yeah. He's loyal to people that don't even really want him there. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, because he said that Marilyn told him that she was also going to vote for Jerry, probably mm. at the next tribal council. Um, but she's going to flip her vote to Cal. And Jerry is also going to vote for Kel because she thinks he's a liar and that he's cheating by eating the beef jerky. So <laughs> no surprise there with Jerry's vote. And did you catch what Mitchell said about what what he would do if his grandparents were out on Survivor with him? Uh, he, didn't he say he wouldn't trust them either? Yeah, he said he would vote them off because that that would be a pretty strong alliance. <laughs> All right. Maybe That's one a... day Mitchell will get to play Survivor with his <laughs> grandparents to test oh, that theory. I really hope there's a special Survivor with your grandparents. Like... <laughs> special series yeah and so we're gonna go to tribal council and really the people on the block are keith jerry to some degree um kel and um and i guess tina if we're gonna go based on how she performed in the challenge yeah i would say tina was okay and then she put herself on the chopping block during this tribal council (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the what we end on before the vote uh, is is what Tina uh, Tina says. Yeah, but we're gonna start with uh, Jeff commenting that they should be eating well because they have fire and they have a chef Ooh. on their tribe. Roasted, Jeff's calling you out. Yeah, you guys are doing horribly. Pick it up. <laughs> yeah, but Keith jumps in and he says, you know, I basically he's like, I don't have the right ingredients, but. Jerry's a phenomenal cook, and we're opening up Jerry's tortilla shop. Yeah, only water and flour, apparently, and she's making tortillas, so I don't think that was a good excuse for the master chef to use right here. No. no maybe the, he, he should have just asked for some beef jerky. Maybe that would have helped. The rice. <laughs> just mysteriously makes it its way into his rice. He's like, mm, here you go, guys. It tastes better now. <laughs> and then I think we get a couple good quotes from Colby and Marilyn where Colby says rice is rice man and so he doesn't have a problem with uh, Keith's rice uh, and then Marilyn says if it goes down and doesn't come back up it's a good meal yeah I I'm thankful for that perspective here because it's just they're so petty they're surviving in the wild stop complaining about the quality of the rice you're gonna have way worse things to complain about as the days go by yeah and then we talked about this tina is gonna be the last person to talk and she says that um she doesn't feel like she needs to 
try to tell the tribe why she should stay. Instead, she basically tries to tell them why she should be voted out by mm. saying that she messed up in the challenge and so she should be the one to get voted out. The classic BB strategy. She clearly watched the first parts of season one and no further and thought that this is how you play Survivor. Just tell them you don't want to be on the team anymore and you deserve to be kicked off. I The only thing I could possibly like consider here is that uh that tina thought she was for sure gonna get kicked off and by saying this it was like one last plea for like yeah i deserve to be kicked off and then maybe she would have their mercy but i, I think she probably had no idea that she was like not even close to being kicked off at all here mm -hmm. yeah she, there's gonna be eight votes and none goes to tina so. yeah yeah, she's not in any danger here. Um, Kel votes for Jerry, and Mitch Mitchell's vote is hidden from us, but he says that they br that person brought it on themselves. Um, we find out it's going to be for Kel. Um, Marilyn writes out Cal, C-A-L, uh, and she has a great uh, quote here in her voting confessional, a uh, callback to the end of season one. Where yeah, she, she says, if you were lying in the Simpson desert, dying of thirst, every single one of us would give you a drink of water. Good luck <laughs> to you. Yeah, that's that's fun, I guess, to make a, a callback to a previous season like that. Like, I I do love to see that they've all clearly watched the show. Yeah, yeah, I think this is um between seasons one and two is like the longest until between forty and forty one that there that there is between seasons where they saw oh. all of it and then applied and then got on like this because you know the pilot season they need you know time after to yeah, for yeah. people to kind of like see what it is and then apply so I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. that's true um, I could be wrong on that though uh, but then we're going to get to the reading of the votes and we get one vote for Kel one vote for Jerry and then the rest are going to be for Kel and then we're going to end on Marilyn's Cal vote one uh, for Cal effect. yeah um, and so Kel is going to be our first Ogacore casualty. Um, you know, if he had beef jerky, then I guess it's good that he ate it now before he got <laughs> voted out. Yeah, eat it before you get kicked off for sure. Because, like you uh, said, I think he was in trouble even if he if this didn't happen. Yeah, don't separate yourself when nobody else is separating themselves. Like you're it they could make up anything about you really yeah like oh yeah i heard kel goes off and eats tapioca on his own out there and doesn't share any with us right it's like just be with them right <laughs> so these stories can't come up i don't know right and kel in his final words says that he knew it would be hard to fit in because he's a military guy and all of these he's with all these very unique special type of people <laughs> And then he says, "Good luck. You're all winners to me." So that's very nice. That is that is a very nice thing to say. But also, sorry, Cal. Rudy was a military guy, and he made it to like the very end. So you can't use that as an excuse. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, Rudy was not like anybody that he was with, but he assimilated better than Cal did. Yeah, Rudy actually tried to be a part of he didn't go off on his own and like just like I don't like these people I mean he did say that in other words so many times but he was part of the team 
yeah. the entire uh, season. Yep. Uh, we're going to get scenes for the next episode. Uh, pretty much, again, we get like two two things that we're supposed to be watching out for. Yeah. Um, Jerry apparently is a sucker for cowboys, and so she's going to... I don't know. Have a have a thing for Colby. Yeah, whoop de doo. Can't wait to see that. Yep. And then what's gonna happen? <laughs> and then uh, Mike on Kucha is obsessed with trying to make a kill, and he's like sharpening this knife and like laughing weirdly, and it's very interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was laughing weirdly, wasn't he? Yeah. Mike is. Mike, I feel like Mike's going to blossom into some crazy character as the show goes on, just based on the, the few subtle ways we've seen him act so far. Do you think he's just going to lose his mind out there? Yeah, something like that. He's going to go crazy. We're, Mike, We don't know who Mike is at all yet, is what I think. Not All we know is that he prays about the food that he caught and uh, <laughs> that he's the he's trying not to be the leader, but trying to be the leader at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. How are you feeling about Kimmy right now? Um, I don't like her anymore after this episode. So I think the chances are pretty good. She'll make it all the way through. At least right now, she has not painted a target on her head, even with being apparently very annoying to everybody around her. I don't, I feel like there were several people in this episode that are kind of outliers. They're kind of already standing out as like potential vote off targets in the future and she's not one of them so i don't feel bad about my pick at all at least not yet yeah as long as they don't have any more eating challenges i think she should like that's kind of the only thing that might have been an issue like if she was the sole reason why they lost this challenge maybe she's the next person but i think now that we're past the eating challenge maybe she's okay yeah Uh, but yeah like i said that probably will get brought up at a future tribal council so i can see that changing but for now i'm happy with my pick all right well uh we'll see the next episode uh next week and we'll see how kimmy's journey continues um thanks everybody for listening if you are watching survivor 41 live uh i hope you enjoyed this week's episode and um at the same time are enjoying going back through season two at the same time as you're watching survivor 41 in the real time so uh if you haven't yet please follow us on twitter at ss survivor pod cbs follows us oh yeah we always have to say (laughs) that uh yeah we announce all of our episodes coming out over there and it's great to interact with those of you who are following and are on twitter like cbs Uh, So thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you for episode three next time. Take care. See ya.